1: 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Nurse, beautiful move, to the net, Big times more, and in the
0: completes a drive takes the staff settles into the pocket he's got some time now he's going deep looking down
1: the sidelines oh what a catch and that's gonna be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell walker an absolute bomb edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams this is inside sports with breed wilkins on the voice of your edmonton oilers and eskimos 6 30 chad
0: For a small fee, I will finish your Christmas shopping for you, guaranteed. Tough loss for the Oilers last night against the St. Louis Blues. We will discuss that. Jujar Kara has been handed a two-game suspension for cross-checking Blues defenseman Vince Dunn to the head. He will miss the game Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. He will miss the first game back after Christmas when they take on the Vancouver Canucks.
2: Tonight on the NHL, we have the Penguins and the Capitals, and that game's just going underway. Also tonight, we have the Canadians and Avalanche.
0: That is Caitlin Osmond, world figure skating champion, three-time Olympic medalist, sitting in tonight as a special guest co-host on Inside Sports. My name is Reed Wilkins. Caitlin, great to see you. How's life? Life's great. What are you up to these days?
2: Um, A lot of shows. I'm touring around Canada mostly.
0: And are you going to Europe in the new year?
2: I will be going to Europe. I'll be going to Switzerland in February.
0: We have a lot to talk about, so I'm glad you're here for the whole two hours. If anybody would like to uh, get in touch with uh, Caitlin with a question, a comment, 780-496-0063. We will text 63630. She has lined up Scott Moyer. I have. For 705 tonight. Yes. One of the biggest names. Is he one of the biggest names ever in skating?
2: If he is not, his partner is. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's a virtue the most googled athlete in canada this year uh this guy spends a lot of time googling best place to find a steak and a glass of wine it's our old friend kelly rudy check in tonight
1: kelly how are you doing i'm very well reed and caitlin nice to uh join you guys again today
2: thanks for, c- thanks for coming um so with the game last night, the Oilers game, I want to know what you thought about the goalie interference call.
1: Yeah, so you know what? That's one of the strangest calls that I've ever uh, uh, witnessed, Caitlin. Um, and and from what I gathered, uh, fill me in if I'm incorrect or if I'm missing something, because I was uh, doing my own game in Dallas with the Flames last night, and I flew home last night. So I was only able to watch the highlights on Game Center, and of course... Game Center. I had no audio for some reason today. I don't know if that was just my phone or if it happened to everybody today in North America. But nonetheless, I'm watching it, and from what I gather, uh, Reed and Caitlin, that the War Room in Toronto called down. The referees had waved it at no goal, and the War Room called back and said, "Hey, listen, we have a different angle of which nobody uh, saw on regular television during the broadcast." But it proves to us that, conclusively, the puck crossed the goal line. As I think the three of us know from watching it, it, uh, we didn't see an angle. I certainly didn't see, even today, an angle in which proves to me that the the puck crossed the goal line. Now, I'm under the assumption, I could be incorrect, that their feeling was the puck was in Talbot's glove, which...
0: No, it was under the the left pad and, and in the net. Fox Sports Midwest had one that it was over the line.
1: Okay, so okay, so if that's the case, so be it. But the other thing that I found really confusing was I thought that both Maroon and Bozak were jabbing at Pal- Talbot's pad, and that's why the puck crossed the goal line, because t- to me it didn't appear that it was going to cross the goal line otherwise. Now, I know Pooley, Ar- Pooley Arby was in there, and his stick kind of got cut up with the left pad of Talbot, but to me, I still thought that should have been uh, disallowed. Thoughts? I don't know.
0: Well, it was interesting, Kelly. A, a, a retired official reached out to me during the third period, sent me a text, and he, he said there was no doubt in his mind the puck was in the net. But he said the two gray areas for him were, like you mentioned, was it goaltender interference? Was the puck pushed in yep. or was the pad pushed in? That's a judgment call, didn't go the Oilers' way. And this official said to me the other issue, and as a former goaltender, you're going to sympathize with this, was the puck trapped under the pad long enough that the play should have been considered dead?
1: Right. Great point. Uh, That one I didn't really consider. I was just so caught up in watching uh, Bozak and Maroon to see if they were pushing the pad over the goal line, which to me uh, it seemed obvious that was the cause. But I mean, that's the one thing about all these goalie interference uh, situations we've been facing is that I'm so confused. I played uh, in the pros for 17 years, 15 of which in the NHL, and, and I'm so confused. And I think my batting average in getting these correct <laughs> is only about 30%. So it tells you how different everybody views every situation. So uh, I just find it uh, interesting. I don't, I didn't think that that deserved to be a goal. and. Uh, But you know what? The other thing is, you can't get rattled by it, and you have to accept that there will be calls that go against you.
2: Speaking of being rattled, I know in skating, um, I'm often rattled on the ice. If I make a mistake, or if things aren't going well in a four minute program, by the end of the program, I'm definitely not motivated to finish it. Um, And that goes into my question is, in, with the amount of power plays and a lot of lost opportunities in the game yesterday, does that rattle the confidence and the motivation to keep finishing the game?
1: Uh, I would definitely say it rattles the, uh, the psyche of a team, the motivation. Um, and I don't know about to finish the game, but what typically happens, and I don't know if this happens uh, in your sport, but the energy level seems to dip. And, and I, maybe it's because you start thinking too much. So it certainly has an impact. But I, I find it really interesting, Caitlin, that you're talking that during one of your routines, as successful as you are, that if you miss, say, a jump or something, that you might get rattled because as a, just as an observer, I wouldn't have noticed that. I would have thought that, boy, here's a young lady that's mastered uh, the ability to overcome a little hiccup. In a uh, in a performance so I found that interesting I was gonna say to you at what age did you know cuz you're young so you're what 22
2: I just turned 23
1: 23 okay so because at what age do you think that you had the ability unlike some of the competitors you were up against to sort of get past a little mistake and continue on and still have a great skate
2: I've been fighting for that ever since I was ever since until even now, even as I'm older, making a mistake is hard. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 20 years old that I learned how to make a mistake and continue after. It usually got stuck in the back of my head and I would continuously either be angry enough that I would throw myself into the next jump, which doesn't work, or <laughs> I'd be disappointed and just give up.
1: <laughs> I like that because that's how I was. Like, if I had a bad game, I would get so mad at myself. Well, forget about that. Uh, Caitlin Reed, if I have a bra- bad broadcast, I'm really mad at myself at the end of the night. So, And I'm like you in the sense that, Caitlin, if I have, like when I start a broadcast, I want the first, say, 30 seconds or minutes to be really good. Otherwise I find it takes me a little while to get back on track, and maybe because I'm looking backwards instead of forwards. It's it's really frustrating.
0: Now that's a good point. Kelly Rudy joining us on Inside Sports. Caitlin Osmond in studio as a special guest co-host tonight. Kelly, Local product Carter Hart up for the Philadelphia Flyers. Gets his first career win last night. Pretty exciting moment for him. Uh, You know, I I didn't go get the YouTube clip of your first career win (laughs) because I don't know if anybody uploaded that one. But uh, what what do you remember about yours?
1: Okay, so mine was anticlimactic, and uh, I was 22 years old. I played two years in the minors, and now I'm called up playing for the four-time uh, Stanley Cup champion, New York Islanders. Uh, it was the third game of the season. We were carrying three goalies, Billy Smith, Roly Melanson, and myself. And uh, Roly Melanson started in Washington. And uh, unfortunately for Roley, the game didn't go very well. At some point in the third period, he was pulled. I think the game might have been 5-4 or 5-5. Five, five, And uh, so I ended up finishing off with maybe the last 10 minutes of the third period. um, And we ended up winning in overtime. But that's not how you envision your first start being or your first win in the National Hockey League. You know, when you're growing up and you have these dreams that maybe one day you'll play, you hope that you get to start in some historic building. And you not only start, but you finish and you win. And so, in fact, it was my second win that was way more memorable and that happened to be in the historic Buffalo Auditorium um, and we ended up winning 3-2. We had a 3-2 lead late in the game and Reed and Caitlin uh, Gilbert Pro one of the all-time best players to ever lace on a pair of skates had an opportunity on me to score. I made a what I thought was a terrific left pad uh, save and I was so excited after that game that after I got Undressed, did the media. I raced out of the dressing room and I found a payphone in the odd and called my mom and dad. That's the first thing I did because I was so excited about it. I didn't even bother calling home after the win in Washington because, like I said, it didn't have the same sort of feeling. But that that second win, man, I'll, I'll never forget that.
0: See, Caitlin, I should let you know this is a change of pace for Kelly and I because usually when I ask Kelly about a career memory, it's, Kelly, what about that night you let, let in 12 goals? What about that <laughs> night you got kicked out of the game? But, so I actually, I actually got a happy story for Kelly today. <laughs> That's
1: right. I like it.
0: Uh, Kelly, I'll leave the floor to you here at the end. I mean, Caitlin's a, a guest a co-host tonight, but she's going to be answering a lot of questions for me and 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 from listeners. And I know you love talking to elite athletes in yeah. uh, in other sports. Uh, you, you both you both skated as athletes, but certainly a, a different style and a different uh, different kinds of athleticism. Is there anything else you wanted to ask Caitlin?
1: Sure. So when I describe uh, playing goal. Um, you know, the one word I use most often is intoxicating because you're out there, you're, although you're playing a team sport, you're, it's more of an individual position. And so what I found intoxicating about playing that, both the good and the bad, is that you, uh, more so than maybe any player on the ice and the other goaltender, you have the uh, power to influence the outcome of the game, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. So, Caitlin, you're in an individual sport, so what's the one word, maybe most powerful word, you can describe how you feel skating?
2: Intoxicating is actually a, a fantastic word. Um, being on the ice, I have complete control about every single outcome. Uh, being an individual skater, that's one of my favorite things is that I'm in complete control about what happens on the ice, unless the ice is mm-hmm. you know, a little more slippery one day. Um, but it is a very intoxicating feeling it's a complete adrenaline rush and when you finish that program it's either you feel absolutely great or you're ready to curl up
1: yeah i'm with you there boy i had so many uh experiences on the negative side that uh, you know i got i went right in a ditch in my 10th year in national hockey league. i just totally lost all confidence in myself i was what 32 years old and i kind of wondered if the end was near i can't imagine you felt that because you're young but what sort of made you sort of step away for the time being I know you're doing the farewell tour and some other things but at 22 years old when you made that decision that's how do you come to that conclusion
2: so in skating the ages seem to be a little bit different Um, in my sport in my ladies event alone this the age actually is starting to age out at 22 23 years old you often don't see a lady skater post 25 26 Um, and the sport seems to be getting younger and younger by the year our olympic champion was 15 years old
3: holy that's crazy
2: Um, But I've also had a lot of experiences in skating. When I was 18 years old, I broke my leg and took an entire year off following the 2014 Olympics. So it was just, it felt like the right time to step back and really evaluate if skating was really, is really what I want to do, if competing is really what I want to do. But also just to take the time to relax and enjoy being with my family and friends.
1: And become a world-class broadcaster now.
0: Yes, she does have an interest to be in radio for sure. So this could awesome. be this could be her hosting, not guest co-hosting. <laughs> pretty, pretty quick here, Kelly. <laughs> I like it. Hey, buddy! Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I, I know you're going to have a great Christmas uh, with with your family. I hope you are are well fed and are very happy.
1: Thanks, uh, Reed and Caitlin. Uh, have a great holiday to yourself and to all your listeners, and we'll talk in the new year.
0: Right on. That is Kelly Rudy checking in tonight from the NHL on Rogers, former NHL goaltender, our weekly guest on Inside Sports. All right, Caitlin, that was uh, that was Kelly Rudy, and he went. He's been pretty open about it, and it was actually the year. The LA Kings had one of their best seasons ever before they won Stanley Cups later on in 92 93. Like Kelly was down at the dumps for about half that year, got it going, and, and took him to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, more with Caitlin. Obviously, she's here all night. She has Scott Moyer checking in a little bit later on. Uh, she Introducing Royal
4: Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six-slides, eight-neighborhood, zero-compromise vacation. The ultimate never-done-that-can't-wait-to-do-it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
0: Upset about some things from last night's Oilers game. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. It's 621. We're coming right back
3: this is mike Riley from your edmonton eskimos and you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on 630 chat
0: hey thanks mike hope you're back next season all right oilers off today they'll practice the next two days play tampa bay on saturday reed wilkins caitlin osmond here on inside sports uh, caitlin thanks for coming in fun to have you in here doing the show uh, we're going to talk about Uh, what you're doing with your career uh, look back on some big moments in your career talk about what's next you uh, you watch the Oilers whenever you can obviously I I know you're traveling a lot you watch so I'm curious your experience because you know you're a fan Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously you're an elite high level athlete so you can sort of understand the ebbs and flow of being in a competition Mm mm-hmm So you're watching last night as an observer. What's going through your mind? No, you're biased because you want the Oilers to win.
2: Yes,
1: definitely.
0: Which is fine. What's going through your mind on the whole video review? Like as an Oilers fan, as a hockey fan?
2: It's really hard watching the video reviews. I'm in a judge sport, so I'm used to questionable calls sometimes. Um, Usually hoping that the questionable call is not against me. Um, But it does happen. So watching the game last night and seeing a couple of things that I didn't understand fully. Um it does make it uh, really hard to watch. Uh taking into consideration that goalie interference, I definitely agree that the puck crossed the line, especially once I figured out where the puck was cuz I couldn't I couldn't see it. Right. Um but it was only seeing how the puck got in the net and how you actually decide who made the goal. <laughs>
0: Right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are you of the mindset cuz you you watch a lot of games mm-hmm. and we'll tell your story about the Oilers clinching a playoff spot. We'll tell that later on in the show. Because this all this comes up, you know, fairly regularly when you have a show like this. Are are you of the mindset let's t- do hockey. We'll do okay. all your figure skating video review in the next half hour cuz that's fascinating. Are you of the mindset where you'd sooner say get rid of it because it leads to more questions or would you sooner say well i understand maybe most of the time it provides clarity for hockey
2: i'm sure most of the time it does provide clarity uh having the videos you see a lot more definite answer especially if you have enough angles on it um but it when when it's to the point that you cannot see the puck at all you can't figure out whose stick is whose i feel like you should just get rid of it
0: (laughs) on that play last night Yes, you would have been happy because they didn't call it a goal on the ice though I know a couple of St. Louis guys were trying to convince the refs
2: no I honestly have no idea how it's considered a goal other than the fact that the puck supposedly crossed the line
0: but you don't think it got there legally I don't think so. All right, uh, you can text six thirty six thirty seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You want to talk Oilers hockey video review? You can do that. If you have any questions or comments for Caitlin about her career life in the figure skating world? Chime in with those as well. Uh, got a couple texts I want to get to. We got a, we got a request for a band, Kellen. You're gonna to have to go on the text line and check this out. we Will do. And uh, maybe we can play a riff of theirs coming back. All ahead on Inside Sports.
1: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chad.
0: Jujar Kara suspended for two games for the cross-check to the Blues. Vince Dunn last night. Vince got the maximum fine allowable under the CBA, just under $2,000. Oilers, no practice today. They'll be on the ice tomorrow and Friday. They play Tampa Bay Saturday. It's on 630 Chad. Face-off show at 630. Puck will drop at 8.
2: Tonight on the NHL, the Penguins and Capitals are playing with in the first period, and it's no score with nine minutes left.
0: All right, that is Caitlin Osman joining me on Inside Sports tonight as our special guest co-host, obviously a uh, proud Edmontonian who you can often see practicing while you're Christmas shopping at West Edmonton Mall. Well, I don't know if you're out there today, but...
2: I wasn't out there today, but I was at the Christmas show a couple days ago. Oh, there you go. Yep. Uh,
0: Caitlin's resume, just to remind everybody, I hope I got this right. World gold medalist this year. Mm-hmm. When was that, in May? March. March. World silver medalist in 2017. Correct. 2018 Olympic bronze medalist in ladies' singles. Mm-hmm. 2018 Olympic gold medalist in the team competition. Great times. (laughs) You brought that medal in. I do. Thank you.
2: Hopefully no one stole it.
0: (laughs) Dave Campbell took it. Somebody (laughs) called Dave. Uh, 2014 Olympic silver medalist in the team competition.
2: Also a great team, but, you know, we were new to it.
0: So you have uh, an Olympic medal of every color. I do. And you have a world bronze, or sorry, a world silver and gold.
2: Yeah, I'm missing that bronze one.
0: Not bad. Well, you can just go get another gold. (laughs) If you go again. that's We're going to talk about that because it is a bit of an if. It is an if. A big if or Uh, a little if? Who knows, yeah. What's the size of the if, Caitlin?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever size you decide.
0: Uh... (laughs) All right. Oh, we're getting te- We're getting people texting questions for you as well, which we will get to as many possible. Uh, this texter says, Good evening, Reed. I don't believe that goal should have counted last night, but if you get five power plays and get nothing done, you don't deserve to win. Uh, many players uh, uh, playing above their pay grade and too many players playing sleepy. Jeremy from Glendon. One of our regulars, he says, uh, Hey, Reed, tough game last night for the officials. I personally believe they got the calls right last night. But when you're tripping over your own words, delivering the verdict, it's a bad look. The Oilers struggling the last two games because the special teams have been poor. They have some time to work on that, looking for a great game Saturday against Tampa. Daryl says, uh, Hi, Caitlin. What is the strangest arena you've ever performed in and why? The strangest. Strangest arena. That's interesting wording.
2: I don't know what you mean by strangers. Well,
0: okay. Uh, like, did you ever, like, was there, you know, asbestos falling off the ceiling? Like, there used to be in Saskatoon at their hockey rink. Really dark, weird atmosphere. Nobody there. Bad ice. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, didn't it, okay, in China, didn't you, you weren't allowed to go outside.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, actually. In China, a few years ago, at the Cup of China Grand Prix, It was on the advisory list that people do not go outside because the pollution levels were too high. So when I, of course, walked outside to get to the rink, um, it was quite gross in there. It was dusty. You could see pollution at the higher levels of the rink. Um, Yeah, we still compete it because why not?
0: So it was unhealthy, though. It
2: was was pretty unhealthy. Did you wear a
0: mask outside?
2: I didn't. Some people did. I didn't.
0: Was it the worst pollution you've ever seen?
2: I'm not used to actually visibly being able to see pollution. Right. So it was pretty gross.
0: Because a bad day in Edmonton, probably in Beijing, would be like,
2: ah, it's not that bad. There was one day, the day afterwards, you could actually see sun, and people were excited by it. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, so that was kind of a strange experience. That
2: one, and the Ottawa Civic Center, the one that's underneath the football stadium, Right. (laughs) that one's a little strange, because our judges panel is right underneath the stands of the football stadium and they decide to have the jumbotron on the wall above the judges. So when you're skating, you're pretty much looking directly at yourself. Was that weird? Very weird. usually through your be, program, you usually, don't want to see yourself.
0: Usually you'd be shown on the clock right over center ice. Exactly. Like at Rogers Place, yeah. so you'd never see yourself.
2: You can catch yourself every now and then, but not directly in front of you.
0: <laughs> Kaylin Osmond in studio on Inside Sports, 780-496-0063. We have Phil on the line. Hey, Phil, go ahead.
4: Hey Reed, how's it going? Doing great. Hey, I got uh, one question for Caitlin, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Oilers. First off, my question to Caitlin: uh, we alluded to this a little earlier in your show. Uh, the age of uh, female figure skaters—basically, um, another couple of years. Caitlin, you're pretty much done out to pasture, right? And uh, our current uh, Canadian figure skater world or world figure skater was 15 years old. I'm old enough to remember actually seeing Nadia Kamanich perform when she was like 12 or 13. Wow. Um, where do you draw the line on, or, or where does society, where does, where is the line actually drawn on the definition of a woman when it comes to figure skating as compared to other aspects in, in life? For example, a woman can't go into a bar till she's 18. There's so many, you know, variables here.
2: Well, like you said, uh, in the states, even you can't go into a bar until you're 21 years old. Um, and in figure skating, we draw the line at being able to be a senior-level competitor at 15. So it's definitely an age thing, but the maturity levels definitely change throughout the years. And it's depending on what the judges want to see: high-level technical elements from the young ones, or the maturity levels of the older ones.
4: So, how do you personally feel about the, about the age being 15 as compared to, let's say, 18?
2: I believe that the 15-year-olds are incredible skaters. There's a lot of new generation skaters that are coming up and doing amazing technical elements, but you do see them falter out, and by the time they're 18 years old, their bodies can't handle it anymore, and their mental abilities can't keep up with the pressures of competition. So in my, in my own Self, Being 23, I can say that I like the older sides better. <laughs> um, but the only thing that I mean by that is the longevity of the sport. It would be great to see athletes being able to stay in longer. One of our greatest competitors is Carolina Costner. and She was 31 this year competing.
4: So what you're saying is that by putting the pressure on these adolescents basically to force them to be adults, it does in, in some ways it, um, harm them.
2: It can harm them. It, it makes us mature very, very fast. Um, I was living on my own at one point, well, with my coach and my sister, so not quite on my own. But when I was ten years old, so we are forced to grow up fast. Um, but the sport is asking us to do that, and we like to do what we can for the for what we can. And when you're younger, you're not scared of anything, so it's much easier to try harder things. <laughs>
4: that's an interesting comment. Well, that, that's that's part of it. But as a hockey player, I mean, you're 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 not reaching reaching. Uh, an entry level until you're 17 or 18, right?
2: Different sports.
4: Yeah, different sports.
0: Do, do you have a young athlete in your life, Phil?
4: No, I'm the only athlete in my life, Reid.
0: Okay. Well, I just <laughs> thought for maybe you were asking, maybe there was a, a personal angle to it because those are good questions.
4: Um, the Oilers. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Now the Oilers here. Um, I mean, I kind of try and watch or listen to most of the Oilers games, and uh, ever since that Colorado game. I mean after that was Winnipeg and we kind of kinda of half heartedly show up showed up. We half heartedly showed up in uh in uh Vancouver and again last night with the St Louis Blues. Um, there's no reason that our team should be tired. Um, are we getting over a little bit of a honeymoon here with Hitchcock, and are we going to go downhill now that we're at home here for through the Christmas season? What's
0: happening here, guys? I think that they, I think they are getting over a little bit of a honeymoon. Uh, I, I, think that, I mean, they're basically playing. Well, most of their defensemen are playing much more than they would like them to play, and, and I, I don't know if that leads to fatigue. But, I mean, Jason Garrison's been in the press box most of the season, right? Uh, Gravel and Benning have been playing most of the season, but haven't been playing that much. I think that catches up with them, and I think it's caught up with them in the third periods. Phil, they haven't had a good third period in what six games? Well, I guess Philly
4: was okay, but Philly's yeah, well, a bad Philly, team. Philly was the exception. I mean, the only one yeah. in that, basically since Colorado, right?
0: Yep. No, that's fair. No, I I, I think it's I think your concern is fair. Do I think they're going to go in the tank? I don't. I, I, you know, like Rob and I have talked about. There's, there's ten teams in the playoff race, uh, in the, in the West. Calgary and Nashville and Winnipeg are looking like they're going to probably be separated most of the year. So then you have. Um, seven teams fighting for five spots. I do think the Oilers will, will stay in, in, in the fight for it, but I mean, look... It's, they,
4: just, they, it's, not, it's not like we don't have the talent, but what seems to be missing is the desire.
0: They don't have the depth, Phil. I don't think they have the depth. I mean...
4: I, I... So what, you, what you're saying is that Shirelli's got to make some moves and get some get some experienced defensemen in or,
0: or whatever. Well, they're up against the cap, though. Who do you bring in? Somebody came up to me well, in it... Studio 99 and said they should trade for Pareko, and I said, "Well, yeah, they should. How do you fit them under the cap?"
4: Unless well, you see this is a, this is exactly something, Reed, that I that I uh, mentioned to you in a previous comment to your uh, to your after after the game show is uh, Shirelli has got his hands somewhat tied when he's got four. Players eating up half of the salary cap. How do you how do you entice players in when you don't have the money to pay them?
0: Right. Well, I mean, whether so it's a free agent or a or trade, uh, that and that's uh, right, and that's and that's and that's why he's criticized because there are a couple. Like I don't think they're twelve players away like they used to be. They're probably three or four, but you, they don't have the flexibility to put those guys in. Phil, thanks for calling. You bet, Reed. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Mike texting in. He says, uh, "Caitlin, is it true you are originally from Newfoundland?"
2: Yes, it is. I was born and raised until I was eight years old,
0: and then everybody came here.
2: Every well, not everyone. Me well, and well, not the
0: entire province. No, of not
2: everyone. There's quite a few of us here. Uh, my sister and I moved to Montreal, and my parents were living in Fort McMurray. And when I was ten years old, we all made the move to Shore Park. Originally,
0: all right. Yep, yeah. and. Were you already skating?
2: I was. I started skating when I was two years old, so just assume I've been wow. skating forever.
0: How <laughs> come? Who Like, did uh, one of your parents get you into it, or what happened?
2: With all this hockey talk, funny enough, I was supposed to be a hockey player. Um, my sister and I were both put into skating to be hockey players. My sister, Natasha, she's three years older than I am, and it's actually her birthday today. Um... <laughs> but going with that, we were both put into skating to be hockey players to learn how to skate before we actually had a puck in hand or stick in hand. And that, right. there goes my hockey skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us made the switch, and I tried to be like her my entire life. So when I was two years old, I got on the ice to be like her.
0: Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the figure skating turned out pretty good. We have Jamie on line two. Jamie, you're on with Caitlin and Reed. Go ahead.
3: Hey, Reed. How are you doing today? Doing well. A long time uh, since I've called in, but I wanted to make a comment. Well, three comments. Sure. One, I think Dunn should have been suspended for his cross check. Uh, I thought it was an absolute travesty that he gets a fine, um, and that was a dive, as far as I'm concerned, uh, where he, you know, embellishment from him, where he sat on the ice for a few minutes. Two, um, getting tired of this, the league's uh, whole. um, How's easiest way to put it?
0: Is this about suspensions or re- re- review?
3: The review, because there's no consistency. There hasn't been since the 2015 playoffs. Um, I watched from as many angles as you can watch it on, and it to me it looked like they pushed the, the goalie into the net, and that shouldn't have counted.
2: I agree with that. It does look like the pad got pushed and not the puck.
3: Yeah, and the third thing is, the league really needs to do something about the hooking and holding and slashing on McDavid because it's gotten out of hand and it's, you know, it's to the point where, you know, I I watch a game and it's, he he can't skate because he's being hooked, held or whatnot. And it's got to, it's got to stop. Like they need to start calling those penalties or, you know, just, you know, do something about it because so you right must, now, it's,
0: you must have loved right? Hitch stepping up the after the game in in Vancouver.
3: Yeah, like I live in enemy territory. I'm calling from Calgary this evening, and I listen to your show all the time whenever I can. And you know, there's a whole bunch of Transplants and Edmontonians in my office, and we all uh, over lunch today, uh, today and yesterday, we were laughing. Uh, uh, you know, it was about time that Hit somebody said something about McDavid. Uh, it, you know. The officiating with in regards to McDavid. But on the same hand, we were all flabbergasted at the how the game was officiated last night and that five minute major to Colorado. I think both of them should have got a five minute major. You don't do one and not do the other.
0: Jamie, great to hear from you, man. Yeah, thanks. That is Jamie, seven eight zero four nine. 60063. Along with Caitlin Osmond, I'm Reed Wilkins. It is 648. We'll take a quick timeout. Inside Sports on 630 Chad.
3: Your home for breaking news and expert
1: opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad.
0: And reigning world figure skating champion Caitlin Osmond in studio tonight as well. Kellen, what is this? Was this a request song? Yeah, by somebody on our text line. This is Salmon Blaster with Freeway. All right. I asked Caitlin if she wanted any rock and roll coming back from breaks, and she looked at me like I was a like a weirdo.
2: Hey, I'm okay with some rock.
0: <laughs> with some, what, what kind of music do you listen to?
2: Mostly country.
0: Do you have uh, Get In The Zone music for competitions?
2: Actually, rap music. Oh, really? Yeah. What little artists? change of pace. Um, Eminem, mostly. Okay. Yep. The angrier it is, the better.
0: <laughs> wow, you like angry rap music. I don't know why. And then you go out and do these beautiful moves in figure skating.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you got to get pumped up somehow.
0: <laughs> can I ask you a personal question? Sure. No, you can tell, because there's only 14 people tuning into the show. <laughs> okay. Did you get happy when competitors fall?
2: Usually I don't watch other people compete before I skate anyway, so I don't know. But watching the people skate after I, me... It's such a weird feeling cuz you're happy for yourself but you actually feel bad for the other person and then you feel bad cuz you're happy. It's like a mix of emotions. It's terrible.
0: But that was a big part of Worlds cuz you were fourth after after the short yes. program and then you went first in that last flight, right? Yes. Of 6. Mm-hmm. So because they randomly draw them in groups of 6. So you go first, Close. you do well. Mhm. I'm sort of explaining it. She's like just really smiling at me. You're pretty close. Yeah. Well, my figure skating knowledge is passable, I think.
2: Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, she was
0: was teaching me how to do jumps in the sports department (laughs) in my dress shoes. So, uh, because what I think, so you did a really good free skate in in Milan and Worlds in March. Yes, I did. You lost, what, half a point? I think. I I rewatched it today.
2: It wasn't all that much. I made one minor mistake. Uh, step out, so no major things. So um, you
0: established a pretty good score. Yeah, but you wouldn't have got gold without some mess ups behind you. Is that fair to say?
2: I was seven points behind, I think, after the short program. Is that, so that's
0: a lot to make up.
2: It, in retrospect, it is, but it is. If I land at one jump, and someone made a mistake on another jump. Okay. So I was very much banking on other people making mistakes. Well
0: <laughs> You were the best skater that day, though. Yes. Well, you were the best skater. I did well, my job of that day. You won, but you did yes. your job that day. Um this texter says, Caitlin, you sound like a natural and you have a nice voice, but you should know that TV is where it's at. So leave the radio for all the old guys like you know who.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm not that old. I'm middle-aged. I'm okay with the radio. No one needs to see me every day. I look very different than when I compete.
0: Well, you don't wear the you don't wear skates.
2: I'm not in skates, I'm not in a sparkly dress. Yeah,
0: you don't wear a sparkly dress. I'm
2: minimizing half your the makeup face looks and fake the same. eyelashes. I can say that.
0: You fake. <laughs> you know? Did you wear big fake eyelashes when you skate?
2: Uh, not too much. I did for my Black Swan program because I really wanted to encapsulate that character. Right. But uh, what do you
0: think of the movie Black Swan?
2: Oh, it's my favorite. I love I love that movie so That's a much. Good movie. I've yeah. watched it way too many times.
0: Your your skate was not that disturbing.
2: That's no. Your sk- <laughs> It's a little hard to do that on the ice in four and a half in four minutes <laughs>
0: that's a good point yeah uh rob says question for ms osmond mm-hmm. what sport would you specialize in if you were not a figure skater
2: that's a tough question because i've only skated my entire life but funny story when i was in grade four i was an awesome cross-country runner oh really probably because i was the only one in grade four who was a trained competitor um but yeah, no. I ran like four races, won all four of them, and then moved on and moved to Montreal and forgot about it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Now
2: I can't run to save my life. I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this texture says, "Hey, Ric Flair was 56 when he won his last title. So at 23, Caitlin, you have lots of time for another gold."
2: Oh, thanks. Thank you.
0: You do you think you'll skate competitively till you're 56?
2: I don't know about You're that one. are that one out. That one's that one might be pushing it. I commend Elvis Styko who's still doing our shows with us at 46.
0: That's pretty good. It's good. He's for in him. great shape. He
2: is. I think he's the best shape on the tour, actually. <laughs> all
0: right, Scott. We uh, okay, Scott, can you keep it to about a minute? Because we got the news coming up.
4: Okay. Thank, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about the suspension for Kara. Sure. Uh, I I've been reading all sorts of those people and listening to the radio today. And I think it's totally justified. I mean it was
1: pretty pretty
4: loose. You still there?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I when I saw it last night I thought he was going to get suspended, and I honestly thought Dunn probably wouldn't. I, I know Dunn probably had the same intent that Kara had.
2: He just didn't do it as well.
0: <laughs> There's Caitlin driving <laughs> in, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I think
4: it was well-deserved. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty vicious. So.
2: And they rarely no
0: give a that. guy a game. If they suspend him, they usually give him two, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Good buddy. Luck, uh, you can text 630-630. D.Y. says, is uh, is Caitlin a fan of Blades of Glory, that Will Ferrell figure skating movie?
2: It is an amazing movie. It is so funny. Um, nothing is accurate in it, <laughs> but it is quite hilarious.
0: Definitely a fictional film. Definitely. All right. Kaitlyn Osmond is in studio as a guest co-host, and she guest produced the show today along with Dave Campbell because she booked Scott Moyer. That I did. Virtue and Moyer coming up after the news. here on Chad.